welcome back to our circle. I am Rhiannon. And I'm Jess. And we are back with another episode. So today we are talking about love languages. I think it's quite an interesting subject and I kept hearing about it over all of these lockdowns just because people are sort of wanting to take random quizzes online and just talk about different things and love languages is one of them and I guess it's sort of something that's come up in conversations with people whether they're single and just thinking about their um, relationship status or people who've been spending time with their loved ones and their you know their partners and you know they're just sort of recognizing what does and doesn't work for them in their relationship and I just thought let's have a look into this so had you ever really heard of love languages before? Um, I've definitely heard the terminology, but not what it actually means, to be mm. honest. Right. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, then that's quite fun because I can teach you something and hopefully someone else. So mm. um, the idea of love languages was actually brought up with, by a guy who's an author, a pastor and a speaker. His name's Gary Chapman. And he introduced the concept um, of love languages in his best-selling book in 1992 called The Love, uh, the Five Love Languages. So there are five. And they come in receiving gifts, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation. Is that five? Did I say them all? One, two. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to sort of find out a bit more information about it. And find out like what the most common one is and just you know based on things like that he sort of didn't do a scientific study he said but he sort of did it based on um the response of 10,000 people who took his quiz on his website in 2010 and the most common one was words of affirmation which I thought was quite interesting that is interesting yeah um that was 23 percent of people from that I guess collection of people we should say uh was for words of affirmation 20 percent was quality time 20 percent was also for acts of service 19 percent was uh physical touch which really surprised me I thought that that would be one of the top ones if I'm being me honest. too me too um, guess not <laughs> and uh the last one is 18 percent receiving gifts I've got a quote here from what he'd said about this he said after many years of counseling couples like couples in crisis and taking notes during each session I sat down one day and began thinking about what it takes for a person to feel loved it became apparent to me that what makes one person feel loved isn't always the same as their spouse or partner I discovered every person understands and receives love in a specific language one of five to be precise and so I asked Jess if she would take this quiz as well and when I so the one that we used is from fivelovelanguages.com it's the most common one that's used it's the first one that comes up when you google it as well and it gives you four categories or four types of quizzes you can take uh, one is for couples one's for single one is for children as well I saw did you see that yeah was it teens or children I think both yeah. I think it was teens children singles and in a couple so I asked Jess to take the couples uh, quiz and I took the singles one um, as that's the relationship says that we are in and what was your result um what was my result <laughs> okay, um, so yours was the I believe that yours was the acts of service right yes and did, did that surprise you that you got that result no I really it didn't surprise me but I have to admit when I saw it I laughed <laughs> when I saw it but, but I also felt a little bit sad because I because I felt like 
that wasn't the most like romantic one there could have been and I wanted it so badly to be more oh I, I'm craving physical touch or this is this, that's my love language I don't know I but then some people been... would think of that as like needy wouldn't they I I don't know I feel yeah. like there's a there's a lot of this is what I sort of wanted to talk about. There's so many pros and cons of this. Um, I'm just looking at the screenshot that you sent me um, of your result. And it says your primary love language is acts of service. And it gives you a little um, paragraph. So I wondered if you would um, respond to this. So it says, can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on acts of service person will speak volumes. Um, the words he or she most want to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken <laughs> commitments and making more work for them. Tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. Finding ways to serve speaks volumes to the recipient of these acts. How does that make you feel? Like, Do you feel like you really relate to that? Can you think, do, when you hear that, do you think of immediate examples? Like, Oh, you... 100%. And I think when answering the questions, I knew... I secretly knew that that was going to be my result because my day to day, and I don't know if it's, I, I think I said this to you earlier that I think my love language has probably changed since having a baby mm -hmm. because that changes, shifts your dynamics of your relationship completely, which although people do warn you of before you have a baby, it, nothing can kind of prepare you for it. It's just like rolling with the punches. So um, I would have said before having Mila, like food, bringing me food and <laughs> making me food was a hundred percent like up there. And I don't think that's changed to be fair. No, uh, I don't I think, think so that's either. definitely an expression of love for me. Um, I also think affection was quite big for me before yeah. having Mila, that physical touch. But as a lot of people say after they have babies or mummy, mum say that, they are touched out by the end of the day because you're constantly holding a baby or a baby or little kid is like hanging off you all day. Mm. But actually, especially during the first months after having me, like, I was like, do you know what? I could do with a bit of space actually. Mm. Um, but what giving credit to Joe, like he wouldn't ever, he'd always make that effort to give me a hug when he first comes and give me a kiss like do all the things we would normally do mm. obviously but not without my consent but like <laughs> as, in, as in like he would always continue to as we would usually do yeah. before Mila like giving you um, a sense of normality yeah just trying to make it like wait no this is us this is what we do um so I, re I actually really appreciate that but definitely since having Mila priorities change like you just if he goes and and we I spoke to him about this I said that this was coming up in the podcast and, it was, and he was like oh that's so interesting because he was like oh I feel like I'm a bit needy now and I was like no no it's not like that it's just that your love language is very affectionate he's a very mm. affectionate person whereas for me it's like if he goes and does the hoovering like it said in the results I'm like this is amazing I didn't even say anything he's just picked <laughs> up on something that was on my to-do list in my yeah. head and I've not even had to say anything to him. And that makes me feel more calm and more relaxed and mm. more open to, oh, it sounds so unromantic, but like having more time for yeah, yeah, yeah. each other because but we're sharing you, that burden. We're when sharing you say that load. His, when you say his uh, love language is, um, did you say physical touch? I or would say so. Yeah. Do you mean he likes to, do you mean it in both ways? As in he likes to receive physical touch and 
or he likes to give physical touch like that's how he shows it is that because I I think it's both I think he likes to receive it yeah because I got a bit confused in some ways with by this because it's sort of like does it mean that you show love like your love language or you receive it or is it implying both that you like to both give and receive because I think I give different to how I would like to be received I think that I think from what it sounds like you said about the the guy doing the research and he says that everyone has a different love language I think Mm -hmm. it means that you need to learn your partner's love language in order to communicate that well so like for me I think my receiving love language is what the quiz has said yes that's what I think think, yeah and I think that Joe's is probably the physical side he loves a cuddle he loves um, holding hands he loves the touching side and I think like I said I think I do I mean this could be a whole other episode but I think I'm getting back to that affectionate that is more important to me now whereas previously after having Mila I was like I just that's not a priority for me anymore as well and also another interesting one is um receiving compliments and these kind of affirmations for me if that's if you mean a compliment as in oh you look lovely today for me don't care I like I would have really cared before Mila I would have been like I've really made effort today with my makeup and my hair like I would really like you to notice it and and to be fair to Joe like he does notice things like that but it's not like that for me now for me it's more the recognition that I've done something to again ease the load for each other so Mm, like for example thank you for dinner I know that this is really tasty thank you for making dinner for us tonight or um thank oh it looks really clean and tidy in here thank you for cleaning up Mm. all those all things like that which again I think to be fair to Joe he's really good at like recognizing things like that and knowing that I like that recognition I think that's where where it kind of stems from is that he knows that I that's a lot of effort that's everything I've been doing throughout the day and for someone Mm. to recognize that that's hard work for me so he recognizes your love language he's bilingual he's he recognizes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah he does can you can you read out again what the um breakdown was of the um like the love languages the percentages yeah so for, for your percentage um no not sorry not for mine oh, but like in general like oh what? in general so uh in general well the one based on what was most common was words of affirmation that was 23 percent mm. and then that, I think that was sorry I was gonna yep. that was the one that I was going to talk about words of affirmation so does that mean like I said like compliments and things is that what that means yeah I think that com- comes into it and I think it also affirmation like you're doing a good job like what you said um joe says to you like thank you like recognition i think that's affirmation as well it's it's affirming something isn't it so do you think that's um do you think that stems from a place for people like a place of insecurity so you kind of want that reassurance i i think many people will use the word insecurity because it definitely is that but i don't think it necessarily means an insecurity i think it is i think there is a difference between insecurity and reassurance i think there's nothing wrong with being reassured it's almost like insurance isn't it it's like having that um backup like for Mm. any slight moment where you might sort of it might even just be self-doubt you know it could be something where you're not um feeling great in yourself or something you then have that other person to suddenly boost you back up because they've if I'm actually no no no, you're good like you're in a 
good place or whatever you're doing is great or you know something you are mm-hmm. great so I think it does come from a an insecure part of of inside you maybe for some people but I think it's I would more focus on the reassurance than insecurity personally okay okay I think I'm coming from a psychological <laughs> view <viewpoint> again <laughs> Um, I mean, it, it, yeah. it, it makes more sense, doesn't it? I mean, I think I completely understand it. I think yeah. if you've got relationship experience, I think every single aspect or, or all of those love languages, you can kind of think back and relate to mm. and think about how important those things were for you. Like, for example, now you've told me the breakdown of what the love languages are. And I'm thinking back to the questions they asked me. There were some like gift related ones. And this one, uh, we previously, we spoke about it really briefly earlier, didn't we? Mm. I was like, I don't really get the gift thing because I don't, personally, I don't care. Like, I know some people might care a bit more about maybe receiving some flowers or things like that. But you put it in such a good way that you're saying it's more like it could be something really small, really minor, but something that someone's remembered about you yeah. or thought, like- oh, it's to show that they're thinking about you more than um, buying you out, if that makes sense. Like, it's not yeah. about buying your love. And I'm guilty of doing this to so many of my friends, like, I feel. I feel like, you know, like, if someone said, oh, I want this, but I can't afford it or something, I'd be like, oh, I'll get it, sort of thing, because I, I want them to be happy. So it's mm. it's sort of things like that, I think. And and this is sort of what brings me into my other sort of um, point is I feel like love languages aren't just a romantic thing like it's not just about someone who you're romantically involved in I think we speak in love languages to all of our relationships like friendships as well like Mm. my love languages absolutely apply to my friendships because my love language is quality time Mm. Um, I really really love having quality time with people over everything else to be honest just because and I, I also wondered if um my answer would would come out differently if we weren't in a pandemic because I think I was answering everything thinking about what I would want right now so Mm. um some of the questions I have here actually because I screenshotted some of them do you know it was um really interesting when you just said that I was thinking back to like birthday gifts and things that we've done together and a few of them you and I or you and Joe no you and I (laughs) have been um because we're, talk- we're talking about friendships now, aren't we? I mm. was thinking about experiences and things that we've done together. So like mm. going to gigs or um, going to like pizza and Prosecco yeah. things. <laughs> so- I, I thought of that like as, and, and that's something that I've really enjoyed in the past few years, especially is going to gigs. So I mm. think that kind of spending time with someone has become so much more valuable, I think, as I've gotten mm. a bit older. And, but do you notice as well how it's almost like, <laughs> It almost sounds calculated. I'm um, showing love in a sense of I'm giving love in the gifts um, category, shall we say, or the gifts language, as in I'm buying you uh, an experience thing in order for me to get my quality time. <laughs> like, yeah okay like doesn't that you seem, put it like that? Yeah I mean obviously I'm not think I'm just thinking of it like yay that's going to be fun she'll love that but it's funny how it kind of works in that sort of ties you ties it both in yeah Yeah. I I don't know um I found the quote that I was sort of trying to look for so some of the questions like you said they would ask you about a gift so the way that they would phrase it in my one anyway I'm assuming it was probably the same for you it would say it's more meaningful to me when and then it would give you the two options 
So this one was um, someone I love gives me a little gift as a token of our love or concern for each other versus I get to spend un uninterrupted leisure time with those I love. To me, the second one I would want more right now. Like I would just want to have all the time I could with people that I love rather than them sending me stuff. Yeah, like, because you haven't seen them for so long. Yeah. But whether if it was a normal situation, I don't know. Well, have... I again, I think I'm the same. I am the same with you with gifts. Like it's not something I need. It's definitely appreciated. Don't get me wrong. It's I would never receive something from someone and be like, "Why did you do that?" or something. You know, I'd be like, yeah. "Okay, thank you." But yeah, time is more important to me. I value that more. But because we are in a pandemic, I'm I'm also sort of seeing the flip side. I know I can't spend time with people. So it's like, okay, so what's the alternative? Like, what what can I then substitute that for? So if I'm not getting my quality time, how else do I get it? Is it words of affirmation? Is it is it the gift giving? Is it, um, well, the other ones, well, it can't be touch. <laughs> you have to compensate, I think. So it's, it's interesting how these love languages work. And I wonder how other people feel about them. I mean, I would love if anyone's listening and interested to take the quiz themselves well, and to get in touch do. with their answers because, mm. yeah, I mean, so yours was what, sorry, again? Mine's quality time. Quality time, right, yeah. So ours are quite different. So mm. it'd be so interesting to see what other people's are. Do you know what I'm also interested in? Like, if someone finds out what their, um, what their love language is, if it causes some sort of um, conflict in a relationship, because... Right, okay. Like, does it, is this like a compatibility thing? Because some mm. people speak their love language, you know, a lot clearer than others. And if they don't understand it or they don't feel like, like I can't give you um, gifts all the time or something and that's what you need. Is that where people are sort of struggling relationships? Like, again, obviously it's always down to communication, but I wonder if that really some, some love languages just clash. That's so interesting. I wonder if it would... Yeah, if if a couple were to take the quiz, I wonder mm. if it would help or hinder their relationship. Yeah, because it I could really help. Because it could be like, wait, this is what I've been trying to communicate to you. This is what I need. Yeah, and the other, or it could be like, like you said, I can't give this to you. Mm. I'm not a physical person. I don't. I can't. It's just not in my nature to touch you all the time. But that's what you need. That's your love. So how? Yeah, that's so interesting. I think couples so. get in touch if you're having problems I, <laughs> I, I always think of um one of my favorite songs by um Kalani is called RPG and there's um the rapper fuck what's his name <laughs> I can't remember his name the rapper's verse in it he's basically taught actually she's even got songs called love language but in this particular song he his uh verse is talking about how he recognizes that they both speak different love languages but they're coming from the exact same place they're wanting the same result and they're coming from the same place but the way that they're trying to get there is completely different because they have different love languages and I always mm. I think that's really interesting it applies again to like the sort of does is is it something that relationships actually need like do you think that you need to know each other's love language or do you think that finding out and finding out that they could be very different would make it worse like you said it could like hinder it um I can only speak about my own experiences yeah. really but I've got to say that Joe and I most definitely have different love languages and I don't think it causes an issue I think it would cause an issue if we didn't know what each other's love languages are and luckily we're quite good at communicating even about like 
pretty tough topic. So if I was really struggling with something, I'm pretty good at bringing it up and speaking about it. So if I said, I'm sure, I'm sure I've probably said that I feel underappreciated at some point when I've been feeling particularly hormonal or something. Mm. I've been like, well, I've just done this all day, blah, blah, blah. He's picked up from what I've said that I appreciate recognition mm. and that reassurance. And so he definitely goes out of his way to thank me for certain things. And I feel, I feel pretty sort of happy and complete because mm. I feel like I've got that recognition. Right. And for him, I know I, I might have days where I'm touched out, but I know that he loves a hug or a cuddle. Mm. So I always make that effort to do that. So I think definitely uh, it definitely helps in our relationship that we yes. know each other's love languages 100 yeah. percent. I am um, I also wonder does your love language change for each relationship that's interesting I yeah because I sort of think I don't really feel like I'm qualified to really talk I sort of if we're being honest I don't really consider myself to have been in relationships properly like the ones that I have were all from my teenhood pretty much right. so I feel like it's kind of hard to relate from an adult mind that I have, well-ish mind that I have now. But I can safely say that I was completely, with each relationship, strong emphasis on quotes. I was different. Yeah. Um. Actually, when I was thinking about this topic, I, I spoke in a previous episode about um, this woman's Instagram that I follow called Anna Mather. I think that's how you pronounce it, but I'm not sure. But she's an author of a book called Mind Over Mother. So she's her account is very much based around anxiety and motherhood. But one post that she recently put up, which really, really resonated with me, um, was about how love changes. Um, so I guess that's kind of similar to uh, love languages mm-hmm. and uh, she was saying that so this is a quote from the the caption it's quite a long caption so I didn't put it put it all down I could have written more because it, it really resonated with me it says love changes sometimes on the surface it looks like less when actually it's just gone deeper it no longer feels too good to be true so for me like I said that my love languages changed before since before having a baby to afterwards I think uh, this is quite personal for me to talk about but Um, I feel comfortable enough to say it that after we had Mila I was like because our relationship was completely thrown and completely different and up in the air for me personally in my head I was like oh my god like where's that where's that passion gone that we had before like if if anyone knew like Joe and I before we had Mila like like, (laughs) you know really affectionate Um, you should see the photos of when we were first in a club with them wow (laughs) so embarrassing maybe one day would you let me put that in this yeah go on on, why not (laughs) okay Um, viewers (laughs) yeah so you know we're really really passionate but obviously after you have a baby it's just like I said just things really change and you'd naturally question things you're like oh my god are we still in love because we've changed so much our our love languages I guess as we're putting it into words has changed Mm. and this post really and I don't think it's spoken about enough that was my problem is I was like I was honestly just like constantly looking online like is this normal right and people say your dynamics change but they don't really I found a couple of really really good accounts that basically said look this is the raw honest truth like your relationship has changed but it doesn't necessarily mean you don't love each other anymore you're adapting you're changing um you just need to find your way again 
you need to kind of come together again and find out this new way of of you know you've got a third person in your relationship now so you kind of need to just readjust and that post really resonated with me because it was like what she was basically saying when she says it's no longer it no longer feels too good to be true is that previously you would question everything like oh like your insecurities would really come up and this this happened with my previous relationships I'd feel really insecure be like oh there's that girl's really pretty and they're friends with them like does that mean that she's better than me do they fancy her but now that is so insignificant to me Mm. there are so many more bigger issues at hand or bigger things to worry about yeah so I also think you you were also given reason to feel insecure whereas I think Joe doesn't give you reason to feel insecure. yeah I feel very secure and loved and I don't feel a reason to question that. And to be fair, I didn't, I don't think I felt like I really need to question it before Mila, but mm. we were only together a year before I got pregnant. Um, so it was still pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah, we, we move quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I do think it changes with relationships because in certain relationships, you might feel more secure. So maybe your love language does change in that sense. But maybe if you are feeling insecure in a relationship, you might really need that reassurance all the time those affirmations you might need that extra physical touch whereas for me like I said my as my result shows Mm. it's those those acts those day-to-day acts that show me that Joe's really listening to me and Mm. we're really communicating because he knows what I need so yeah I found that really interesting but that's again all to do with um motherhood I think after having a baby just constant evolving of the relationship Yeah. yeah I think, um, like you said, I think in relationships and new relationships and stuff, the the love language does change because you adapt to each other as well. And mm. I think it must be strange for people. Um, I reckon it's something that I would probably have to get used to as well, going into a new relationship, because what might have previously worked for me and, and anyone will probably not work for someone new and it's trying to work out okay am I willing to like does that love language work for me can I speak this love language can I give this love language to this person or Mm. you know is this one not for me sort of thing and I I reckon that's probably something that um without like subconsciously people are working out when they're dating like when they're trying to date someone seriously they're trying to work out okay it's not just a compatibility compatibility of um do we have the same interests and you know um goals or whatever it it is literally these love languages like what we need to receive what we need to give because if you can't do that then ultimately it's sort of like well yeah for you so I think it's um I think it is interesting that this Gary Chapman has managed to figure out this is what everyone is actually sort of speaking searching trying to figure out this is making me think so much about previous relationships now. <laughs> like with my ex, I remember I went to see a therapist after we broke up and I was suffering with really, really bad anxiety. And when I was speaking to her, I was telling her that she that about how he was really like closed off and really um, not very good at communicating at all. And that's with everything, like how he was feeling. I, find, I think I found that really, really difficult because I'm someone who communicates quite a lot quite openly and she said well that completely makes sense why there was you couldn't trust him there was no trust there because you were not Mm. able to communicate so 
probably in that relationship that affirmations were so important to me and I wasn't getting right. it so yeah. he wasn't speaking my love language so it didn't work out mm. and he couldn't give it to me mm. and that's that's just who he was it just it wasn't supposed to we weren't didn't fit it did, wasn't mm. supposed to happen yeah whereas I think that's, yeah that gives a really sort of um comforting feeling actually and I hope that um this episode does bring some sort of comfort to people that if you are struggling with a breakup or heartache or anything um it is sort of a sign like it, it wasn't it just wasn't meant to be then someone mm. else will speak your love language it, yeah it, and if it's meant to be that person will listen to you whatever your love language is mm. whether it's changed or not and adapt to it and mm. give that to you if they can and yeah. I think that's that's what I've learned from my relationship now with Joe is that we're adapting as we go and the more mm. we talk the more we're understanding each other the more we're, we're ourselves that's what I was going to say to you like you should we be changing our love languages um relationship to relationship though is our love language just that's interesting like sh- should it be something that we change or is that something someone else should be able to be compatible with and accept well, or? so do you know where I was coming from this I was thinking in my head about people who've been in quite um like long relationships where maybe I don't want to use the word toxic but just things that maybe didn't work with them but they were just speaking this sort of love language and then say for example um they break up and say let's say it's a woman and she's suddenly done a lot of like self-discovery and she's got really empowered and she actually doesn't want to feel needy anymore and she just wants to be you know empowered and on her own sort of thing Mm -hmm. so then trying to get into another relationship she no longer wants to do the needy things or need those needy things and she wants to remain being strong and independent but she has to still figure out how to like be with someone I guess so I feel like those sorts of ideas you are going to change love language so it's kind of growing yeah like when you're when you're your self-growth means that you you're so does your love language it's it's changing evolving I think so yeah that makes sense maybe not for everyone but I do think that that's definitely a thing I think I'm probably one of those people yeah I think you think like when you come across you when you're in a a good place with yourself and you're ready to get into a relationship and you find the right person do you think that love language then won't change or do you think like it will will change with whatever life throws at you like I said having a baby I think yeah so yeah that if it's something that would change it like a baby or things like that then so be it that's what happens that's just life I think mine is more like I have a fear of I don't want to lose myself yeah I almost sound like I was given an example being me I wasn't that was just a hypothetical thing but it turns out it kind of sounds like me (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I wouldn't want to lose all of the self like work I've been doing things like that I don't want that to get lost in a relationship. So I would need to know that I'm going into a relationship with someone where, well, there's like that mutual respect, all those great things and whatever, but where I know that if my love language is going to change slightly, it's got to be for a pretty good reason or like a reason that isn't sacrificing myself. Yeah, and not on someone else's terms. Like it's because of your changing you're adapting yeah I yeah exactly. for a positive reason I think there's yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with meeting in the middle like compromise like compromise is what relationships are I have nothing 
wrong like there's nothing wrong with that I have no problem with that I think I would have a problem with me changing and to fit someone else's needs that Mm -hmm. like and nothing being done otherwise so yeah um, yeah that's sort of my view on that so interesting it is I feel like you can talk about this for ages (laughs) yes but we don't have all the time but we do not we don't want to waste all your time today people so I'm going to wrap this up and I want to talk about a charity um, based on love. They are called Choose Love. And if anyone uh, has heard of them, I would I would really hope that um, you will look into this company or charity. They are on a global scale. They have raised millions to support refugees um, and created a movement of putting people sorry, a movement of people putting love into action around the world. So um, everything from life-saving search and rescue boats to food and legal advice. They have teams in 15 countries working globally, reaching 1 million refugees in the past five years, which is absolutely incredible. They've raised tens of millions um, for nearly 150 organizations, providing vital support at every stage along migration, from routes in Europe to the Middle East, um, along the US-Mexico border. So they're helping absolutely anyone that they can in need who is seeking peace and justice and safety so their whole mission is for a world that chooses love and justice every day for everyone and I just think what a beautiful message so the way that I think best to get you all involved is obviously to go over to their Instagram which is at choose love their website is choose.love and when you go on there they have this awesome thing called the choose love shop which is an online shop for refugees. So like when you go onto any other online website and you would be internet shopping, instead of it being shopping for you, you were shopping directly for a refugee. So you could be getting them emergency needs, daily survival kits and building their future. So it's an, it's such a great thing you can donate to. Um, if you don't feel like shopping there, you can also go to their merchandise part where you can get t-shirts, gift cards, uh, hoodies, baby grows and tote bags and 100% of the profits go straight to supporting refugees. I just think it's such a brilliant act of love and a great cause so if you can all go to at choose love and show support that would mean so much to us on that note i hope that everyone has enjoyed this episode please let us know what your love language is we will put the link in the description to the quiz so you can take uh, the quiz yourself and find out and let us know and we will see you in our next episode thank you bye